0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Optimum U podcast. My purpose for this show is to explore the patterns and principles of the natural design of humans. And like having the right tool for the job, the only way to get consistent, positive results from anything is to cooperate with its design. Hello, my name is Joshua Lee, and thank you for joining me on this first episode of the Optimum U podcast. So, we're here to talk about natural design. Uh, There are systems, patterns, principles, frameworks that govern our natural design, how we operate as humans, how we interact with one another, uh, how we function uh, physiologically, biologically, neurologically, uh, physically, mentally, intellectually, all, all of these areas of of who we are as humans comes from some pattern or framework that exists based on how we were designed. And most of us are, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I generally, I like to say that we're more the same than we are different. And it's the sameness that allows us to connect with one another, but it's the differences that allow us to add unique value. So, what, is, what does that mean? Um, that means, Uh, the vast majority of us are, you know, we, we live, we breathe, we have a circulatory system, arms, legs, head, you know, uh, with, with limited exceptions, we exist physically and mentally and emotionally pretty much in this, in the same area. Now, don't beat me up for leaving, leaving the, out the fact that there, there is a lot of uniqueness within that, um, but the, the construct of a human physically, physiologically, anatomy-wise uh, is, is fundamentally universal. Now, there are some of us that make, um, make do with different levels of functionality in that. Uh, but, but the point is, is that we're more, we're more the same than we are different. And we get to find places and opportunities where we get to identify with people and and group with them and and be connected because of the similarities that we have. And then we have the unique configurations of our constructs within each of us. And we are each each one of us is is designed for some purpose in this world to to add value and serve others in some particular way that is unique to us. And that's, that's what I really want to talk about. Okay. That's, that's where, that's where the natural design thing gets really fun is because when, when you get to tap into who you are, who you were made to be and, and be able to identify and articulate what that is, you have this, all of a sudden there's a, Kind of this North Star that is a beacon out in the distance, and when you when you once you have that, then uh, as you navigate life, you you begin to notice when you're veering off course because you have this beacon out in the distance. Oh, I'm, I'm heading in the wrong direction. I need to I need to do some course correction and and uh, fix where I'm going. And and all of a sudden you you don't get quite so caught up in the minutiae of life and finding out why uh, you're going and making the choices that you're making and, and wondering if it's the right choice and, and, and feeling uncertain about uh, the future. And, and maybe you have a fork in the road and you're like, I don't know which way to go. If you have that beacon, you get to see a, the you, – you have an increased clarity of saying, uh, this fork leads that direction, this fork leads that direction, and I can see that the, the, the first one is heading more in the direction of my beacon than the second one. So that's the one I get to choose. Um, that beacon is uh, you, you, who I am, who you are. My beacon is who I am. And so each, each major decision starts with, does this make me more or less of who I am, of who I'm aiming to become? And, and that, and man, that weeds out some of the, some, some decisions like super quick. It makes, it makes it fundamentally way easier to prioritize, uh, big choices in my life because I get to understand that I have that filter through which all these decisions go is that identity filter. Now, um, there's a lot of natural design topics that I'm going to cover over the course of time and talk about. And uh, uh, hopefully, I'll have some people join me on the podcast and uh, be able to share their perspectives and thoughts and ideas on this. And I don't, don't want to be just sitting here uh, talking and preaching to people about these different things because I, I don't know everything. I don't, you know, obviously, no one does. Um, but there's a lot of these areas that I'm, I'm not an expert at. I just, I I just have an awareness that they exist and that there's some structures and constructs that need to be respected in these different areas. Okay. So the, the first thing I want to do is kind of just introduce you to me, um, and why this is something that's important to me. I spent, I spent a lot of years um, drifting from job to job. Um, I worked in tons of different areas, ton, you know, industries. And um, all with the hope that I could find that something that was the, the big reason why I was here. I didn't, I didn't know that at the time. I, I kind of just um, wandered through and I, I'd feel this unsettling feeling. And think that there, you know, something wasn't uh, the right fit. So I'd, I'd jump from, from job to job for probably um, a good decade at least. The, you know, the longest period of time I had a job was two years. Um, more commonly, my, my uh, tenure was about six months sometimes less. And, and I had this way of thinking, I I have I, not to toot my own horn, but I have this like big picture brain. I can, I can see the big picture. I can, I can kind of step into the, the, the ownership shoes in a business and see a lot of what's going on and, and have, just have that awareness of, you know, here, here are the, all the cogs of this Business and how they interact with one another, and I would always want to show up with that understanding and kind of um, give my input on on the big picture. And that wasn't my scope of work uh, ever. Uh, I was, you know, entry level person. I was uh, work, you know, I work in small business, and and when I would take. I wasn't taking the initiative to do my job better because of my awareness. I was taking the initiative to try to get the authority and recognition and um, and same level of influence as the people whose job it was to have the big picture. And so it was all about um, recognition and credibility and and hey, look at me. That's that's that was where my motivation was at. And so. When I would exercise this, this capability I had, um, it was it was an unconscious competence. you know, I wasn't aware of how uh, of the fact that that was a thing that I did and that it was a, a skill. It would just kind of came naturally to me. And so um, it didn't make sense to me that not everybody thought that way. And so when other people weren't connecting certain dots, and I was, I was like, oh, I sh-, you know, you should. Hey, look at me! I'm connecting dots, and other people aren't. I should, I should be recognized for that. And that's that's not the way life works. And I didn't I didn't realize that um, I was actually using a uh, a giftedness, and um, the thing about the thing about when people are gifted in things, uh, when you when you first start operating in that giftedness, it's something that comes easy to you. And when something comes easy to you, you just do it. And what happens to us as as people when we use this giftedness and we don't realize that it is a giftedness, it's just something that comes naturally to us, we expect that it comes naturally to everyone. And um, when we bump into the reality that it does not come naturally to everyone, we we run the risk of inadvertently... Um, hurting people, and, you know, hurting their feelings, insulting them. You know, where where it's like, oh yeah, this is just this is just easy. Where other people have to work for it, it comes naturally to us, and uh, we damage uh, relationships and and other people's self-image in our lackadaisical um, statements of how easy this this is for us or how naturally it it comes and, and other people have to work really hard for it. So that's kind of the place I was in. And, um, I wanted authority. I basically, I wanted, I could see the big picture relatively quickly. And then I wanted to be the boss or I wanted to be equal to the boss. I wanted to be respected like the boss. And, um, you know, I wanted to be the, you know, or the right hand of the boss, just somebody of influence and, um, and, and shocking that didn't happen um, you know I'm six months into a a new role at a new company that's in a new industry for me because I jumped, you know not only did I jump job to job I jumped industry to industry you know I was I was all over the place and so I had no credibility no background no um, no reason to be given any kind of of influence, and that's not the way influence works anyway. It's not about being given to you. So, anywho, uh, jumping from job to job and thinking that I should be um, the boss, I, I just got this kind of complex. There's something. There's something bigger out there for me. And um, while this was a challenging time of my life, I was, I was married, uh, building, you know, growing a family, um, and, and having a hard time providing for my family because of this, uh, job to job thing, this entry level, you know, uh, low wage positions that I was constantly hopping from, from one thing to another. Uh, it was challenging. And, but at the same time, it was actually, Quite the blessing because I got that, I got that itch, that um, that churning in my belly. The, of there is something bigger out there for me. There is some way for me to um, to have the success that I wanted. Now, um, while that was a good that well that was a blessing, and I you know and I and I helped me through the challenges of of my career instability, there was a lesson that I, that took me much too long to learn. And that lesson is, is a concept that I refer to as the dichotomy of intent. Okay. So here's the way that works. Um, We'll look at my big picture thinking, right? I could see a lot of the business. Um, I could see, all of the gears working, the cogs working together, the, 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 the cause and effect relationships in the business. If I, you know, if you do this, this will happen. And, and I could see all that. And I used that selfishly. My goal was to get the influence and the power and uh, not, I felt like because I had this awareness, I was too good to do the lowly job for which I was hired and I should be given more more influence and responsibility and, and all of that. So my intent was selfish, okay, and self-serving. Now, over the years, uh, I didn't mature out of that. I just bumped into it over and over and over again as I moved from job to job. And uh, it wasn't until um, more recently that, um, well, well, actually, let me back up a little bit. The thing that happened as a result of that is uh, I used this ability that I had, this giftedness and wanted certain results from it be, and these certain results were self-centered because I was selfishly motivated at the time and I didn't get the results that I wanted and I would get shut down and I would get rejected and uh, you know I would get uh, fired or laid off or let go or, or just get tired of being uh, you know, quote-unquote unappreciated. And move on to something else on my own, and so what that what that caused in me was the habit of suppressing that ability. Okay, if nobody's going to respect this this ability that I have to see the big picture and and add value in in a big way at like at the ownership level of, of things, then I'm not even going to bother with it. I'm just going to revert to uh, showing up and doing what I'm told, and and that's what I did. And so I ended up. Um, oh. Kind of shutting down that giftedness and just trying to force myself to be a cog and um, I, I I turned off all initiative. Uh, it was like I'll do what I'm told and if I'm not told to do anything, I'm not doing anything. Um, so that made me a really crappy employee, which perpetuated the you know job hopping and and so I didn't know how I didn't know how to succeed. I was you know. Uh, using my giftedness selfishly resulted in rejection. Not using my giftedness at all, and you know, being selfish because I I was uh, withholding that ability, and I was um, because it wasn't getting me what I wanted, also resulted in rejection. So I spent years feeling rejected, feeling unqualified, feeling shut down, and and so it it turned into this um, this dam of built to hold in um, maturation. So I started having this just kind of reservoir of life experience that was just building up that I ought to be learning and growing from, but I wasn't because I was just kind of shut down. And so the uh, what I came across recently in myself was the realization that I had that giftedness um, way back, you know, for, for quite a long time I had it. and that the intent with which I used it was wrong. And I didn't I, I was really, you know I wasn't very mature back when I was actively using it. and then I stayed immature as I was actively repressing it. And so when this realization came to me that was boom, oh, that's actually you know that that actually is a giftedness. it's a, it's a skill that not a lot of people have. It, it was natural for me but it's not natural for everybody and I really could add a lot of value to people with that skill but I have to do so with, um, with selfless motives. It needs to be the thing that I use to be better at the job for which I was hired. Uh, novel idea, right? So as soon as as soon as I made that connection and and I went, okay, I can show up with an ownership mindset, right? So I can see I can see the big picture of the business like the owner can. I can I can respect all of the moving pieces like the owner can. I can decide I can prioritize things based on that big picture like the owner can. And I need to use that information to do my job more effectively and, and not try to get the recognition and, and, um, attention of other people as I try to show off that I know this big picture. And man, the moment that I started doing that, I was, I was working on a contract, um, Doing uh, organization change management work with um, a very, you know, one of the big four financial firms in in the world, and uh, working with leadership of a team of of um, hundreds, if you know, if not thousands of people worldwide that were implementing this huge project, right? And and you know, I I got I got to that level of work. Without really comprehending this ownership mindset capability that I had and all of a sudden I was like, bam, okay, now I have this, this new perspective of um, being able to add value with the ownership mindset and using that to do what I'm supposed to do better not trying to change what I'm supposed to do, not trying to increase my status or influence or responsibility or recognition or any of that stuff. I just get to add value in the capacity for which I was hired in a better way. And you know what happened when I, when I started doing that? All of a sudden, the, uh, the influence, the responsibility, the authority, the recognition, it all started flooding in. I was like, "What?" Oh, so I spent a good, a good fifteen years building this dam that was taking uh, years and years of life experience and blocking any growth because because I refused to uh, adopt the ownership mindset and and that overflowed into other areas of my life and it and it caused me you know part of ownership is taking responsibility for things okay well when if i'm not if i'm not using my ownership mindset i'm i'm not taking responsibility for anything anything at all you know no personal responsibility i you know i was never to blame because i was never the one owning the circumstances so therefore if if i was only doing what i was told and if i was told to do the wrong thing it wasn't my fault if i was if i was not told to do the right thing it wasn't my fault all this stuff. And this, you know, that was in my marriage. That was in my parenting. You know, bless – God bless my wife. Bless her heart because she spent these years uh, parenting an extra kid, me, because I wouldn't take responsibility for things. So, you know, she had to ask me to do things. I never took initiative. You know, I wouldn't say never. I, I rarely took initiative. It, it just that, – that mind – that rejection of ownership mindset was so ingrained in me that it overflowed a lot of a lot of places. So, fast forward to this moment where I, I connected this dot. Uh, it was in a conversation with my dad, and uh, I can't remember exactly what was said that just kind of snapped that into place. But it was like that dam broke, and all of a sudden, I had this. Just roaring flood of um, of life experience that I could apply this new understanding to, like retroactively. I could I could look back at all these past experiences, and while I wasn't, I I, I didn't successfully navigate them at the time, I'm able to look back and see why and and learn those lessons well after the fact, which is just incredible. And that was, you know, that, that taught me something in and of itself. Um, so now I, I spent a good six months at least just epiphany after epiphany after epiphany of these things that, that should have been a gradual maturation over the course of years because of, you know, if I would have had the ownership mindset in the right way and st- and, and not repressed it, then I would have gradually matured in this. And now I've just like had this like leapfrog, boom. All of a sudden my my maturity and my growth finally caught up to um, the mid-30s age me from the early 20s age me, you know, for that, that like 15-year period of time where I didn't mature. Um, it all hit me at once. And that was you know that that was overwhelming, to say the least. But <clears throat> it was it was such an uh, incredible um, period of time where where I would just oh my gosh oh my gosh you know this this constant flow of um, of new things like new capability all of a sudden I'm you know I I literally had numerous times where I uh, emotionally begged for my wife's forgiveness for <laughs> you know for the the years of being such a, a nincompoop, um, and and I just I thanked her and thanked her and thanked her for um, all that she put up with and and it, it's incredible. So. Um, <clears throat> The challenge in this is it. It would be it would be easy for me to um, slip into depression and go, "Woe is me! I can't believe I wasted 15 years of my life, uh, or more, in this cloud of of ignorance and idiocy and and rejection of truth." But uh, that's not where I'm. That's not where I'm going. I'm using it as. As fuel, it's an opportunity. This is an aspect of human design that is fascinating to me, and really kind of uh, lit the fire under me for this topic. Okay, I know that was kind of a long story, long backstory of of trying to set the stage for natural design, <clears throat> but but it's key because. Uh, this is true of other people. Okay, it is possible to have massive growth as soon as one of those dams breaks down in your life, and uh, not everybody's experienced it. But but there are some people that have, and um, in in exploring that idea, it it becomes a the thing that it taught me is. Um, a, a kind of a, a principle that that I say is that uh, truth must be reckoned with. Okay, I'll say that again. Truth must be reckoned with, and here's here's what I mean by that. Whenever we are uh, confronted by truth, we have two choices. Okay, we can actively accept, adopt that truth, and Adjust our live our lives accordingly, and 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 live in cooperation to that truth, or we can actively reject that truth. Which means um, we sub, you know, we know it's there, we're aware of it, and um, it takes effort and time and energy. To actively work against truth, okay, and and eventually that truth is going to catch up to you, and because you will you will run out of steam in the active rejection of truth, it it's just a matter of time, and when it does, um, depending on what that truth is, it can hit you. It can hit you hard and make you. Um, learned some very difficult lessons this was one of those for me it was it was um, the truth of my ability to have the ownership mindset and see big picture uh, concepts and and understand the way things work and the and the dependent relationships of of all of the gears and moving pieces of of situations, be it organization, an organization, a business, a, a family dynamic, a personal growth, whatever it may be, I could see that, and um, I spent years actively rejecting that, and it took effort, and um, I would also, you know, I I would feel convicted and guilty on a regular basis because I had the awareness of those things. But I had to, I had to actively ignore them, and and so there were times where you know I knew what I ought to be doing, but nobody told me to do it, and so that you know that was an energy consumption of me rejecting that truth and not doing what I know I needed to do. Um, I could envision you know okay since I'm not doing this and I know it needs to be done, but no one told me to do it. There's going to be the following conflict that comes out of this and. Um, rather than avoiding that conflict because of, because I know what I'm supposed to do and just taking the initiative and doing it, I, um, here's, here's how I'm going to rebut that, um, that conflict. Here's, here's the position I'm going to take when that conflict inevitably arises. And it was, you know, it's a position of ignorance and, um, not taking responsibility, and it, and it was painful, and it's just and it's just the bottom line is that it it took a lot of effort. It would it would have been way less effort for me to just to take the initiative and do the thing I knew I needed to do. Um, because then it would have been done. And, it, you know, ignoring the fact that by doing so I would end up getting the. Um, Gaining the influence and and responsibility authority that went along with being somebody that took initiative like that. Um, hey, setting that aside, uh, you know that's one of the benefits of doing it. But just the the sheer uh, reduction of effort was would have was huge. It, was, it, it would be huge. Uh, and so that's man, that's that was a huge burden. That that was lifted off of me as soon as I realized that um, I could use my ownership mindset to um, handle the responsibilities in my scope in a better way, and I didn't need to. I didn't need to be responsible for the big picture. I could just be aware of the big picture, and um, and do what I was supposed to do better because of it. So the, that is a dynamic of, of natural design. The truth must be reckoned with, okay? So as I can get back to that point, um, you'll, you'll learn as you listen to this, as I produce more and more episodes, that uh, I am a, a tangent person. I tend to go off on things. Uh, hopefully I will... Uh, better at not doing that and, uh, or some combination of me getting better of not doing that and, uh, or at least doing a better job of it so that it's make sure it stays relevant. And you guys can, uh, stick with me. So, uh, first principle of being introduced in the Optimum EU podcast is truth must be reckoned with. And with that, I think that I've been talking long enough in this first episode. Um, I hope that I didn't ramble too much. I hope you got value out of out of listening to that. I'd love to hear what anyone may have to say about similar experiences in their life. Um, and man, if you can if you can prove me wrong on truth, must be reckoned with. I'd love to hear it because. Uh, the, the more you try to break something and it stands up, the, the more confidence you can have in its strength. So uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Have a great day.